Welcome. Welcome to Sam and Maggie Hakeley. Uh, we're not syncing from different spaces, so we don't know how to start an episode. Yeah. Well, I was just going to start it like we normally do, but Maggie came crashing in, Well, which I is don't good. like how you introduce us every episode. It's like... Sure, it's the like patriarchy. You, well, it's like a power move, <laughs> and it... And I need to establish my dominance. Okay. As you as <laughs> you lounge on the shades. That's why I've peed all over the shades <laughs> lounge oh, so that you know oh, gosh. it's mine. Yeah, we're we are recording in a very small office together, which is yes. um not New. yeah, not regular. Um, there is a chair and a chaise lounge, so of course I've chosen the chaise. Right. Um Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, no, I mean, you know, we, we did our big move. Sorry about the episode gap, but you know Stop we moved. Apologizing, it happened. We're moving on, um, and yeah, we're almost done with season five. Maggie, how yeah. great does it feel? Um, you know, I don't really have a lot of emotion attached to Glee anymore, sure. other than hatred. Right. Yeah. So it's sort of difficult to. I mean, it took us literally a week to really get around to watching the episode. <laughs> I like, mean, yeah. For the past few days, we've both been like, oh, well, we need to watch that. And then we're just like, oh, well, we'll do it tomorrow. Some other time. Yeah. And then that other time would come and be like, mm, let's just push it again. <laughs> we don't need to watch it, you know? Right. But OK, finally watched the episode last night. Yes. Um, With someone who has only seen the first season of Glee. <laughs> and they were overwhelmed literally seconds into it because of the recap, right. of course. Um, and then proceeded to be like, this show is bad. And then I was like, yeah. <laughs> you don't say. Um, yeah, I, I watched this before I moved. Mm-hmm. And it took until today <laughs> to rewatch which it. Is, and it was just, man, this episode is Which really is bad. Uh, 14 days, yes. folks. 14 days it took Sam to watch this episode a second time. And I'll tell you why. It is bad. It's episode 19 of season five called Old Dog New Tricks. Yes. Um, no new tricks were seen, however. I mean, you could argue that. No, I mean, the dog I was already trained. Maybe Santana's behavior is I mean, new. Maybe. Uh, let's let's dig into this. We can we can decide this. Um, but this episode originally aired on May 6th. 2014 with 2.10 million viewers which is down from last week's 2.41 million viewers which means everyone is jumping off the ship yeah that fucking tracks it makes sense because this episode is fucking horrible the thing is like i mean we say this occasionally but like people don't know how bad the episode's going to be before they watch it. Yeah. But the season has definitely been on a decline. It's a, like, it's a decline for sure. Yeah. The beginning of season five was pretty good. It was, which is, I remember I, I've had some conversations with some people about Glee mm-hmm. I- in the transition of moving and such. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've had some listeners who dropped off way back because they were like, well, I never watched season five. So like, why should I? And I was like, okay, but seriously, season five is the renaissance. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, the beginning of it. Right. Like, when Ra- when Santana sings um, Don't, Don't Rain on, on My Parade, yeah. like, that is really the highlight of yes. that part of the season. Yeah. And, like, the clean drama is... S- I think it's good in that it points out how fucking toxic this relationship has been from the well, very beginning. But... We know they're going to end up together. The yeah, like, they're end game almost definitely. Right. Like the show is not 
presenting this to like give us like any kind of message besides oh you wanted more claim drama here you go eat it up you pigs eat it up eat up this slop that we've made for Mm -hmm. you eat up this slop that revolves around blaine being fat (laughs) what yeah uh maggie what are the stats well, not stats. The directorial stats, Well, I guess. so it was directed by Bradley Buecher. Sure. And written by Chris Colfer. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> so that's, <laughs> that's why. That's a turn. Um, so we start the episode classic Glee kind of stuff. Um, well, classic New York Glee. Right. Where a group of people are out to eat, even though they are quote unquote struggling artists who are 19 in New York. But Maggie, we've established the only struggling artist here is Artie. Everyone else somehow has mysterious benefactors. Yeah, I don't know how Kurt is paying for anything. No, I mean, his dad's a senator. Do you make a lot of money as a senator though? Especially if you're like a principled one? Well, that's a good point. I was going to say if you're unprincipled, like it probably rolls in a lot of dough. But Bert is principled. That's like his whole character. Maybe maybe he makes money because he is principled. Maybe people are donating to his campaigns because they think he is principled. But the issue mm. is then that money has to be for campaigns. Yeah, so you can't just like allocate you can't just give it to your son. funds to your son's well, lavish gay lifestyle in New York. But that does free up the rest of your budget. It means you don't have to spend your own money on campaigns anymore. You can just spend it on your lavish I son. I guess. And he must still own the tire shop. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I'm pretty sure he does. But now that Finn isn't running it. Maybe Carol had a lot of money. No. <laughs> In she her jean a, jacket she was fortune. A sing- she was a single mom. Yeah, that's true. Um. Anyway, uh, yeah, so we also skipped the recap, which is fine. Whatever. The recap covers <laughs> nothing. Rachel's shit, Mercedes' shit, and then Clayne's shit individually. Yeah, basically. Um, yeah. And, except the recap cover stuff that is like so not necessary like oh don't forget mercedes and santana are recording together and then they don't do anything in regards to that the whole episode yeah well typical uh, typical indeed <laughs> uh, this show is terrible yes so we're well, in this we're yeah. in this miscellaneous restaurant the it cowboy is, restaurant it's decorated stupidly sam says cowboy because there's like Above the bar, there's, like, this row of cowboy hats hanging on the wall. What the fuck? <laughs> the wall is also, like, a weird puce color. And it's, yeah. like, what is this? And there's, this? like, v- fake vine plants. And Sam was yeah. like, is this an Americana restaurant? I was like, I don't think it's a restaurant. Like, it's <laughs> I mean, weird. I think the tablecloths are, like, typical plaid that yeah. you would see. So, I don't know. It's, 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 like, New York crowded. Kurt is sitting less than a foot away from the person next to him. You yes. know, normal stuff. Um, and Kurt is, like talk this is where we start off with kurt being like oh i i guess i don't really have anything going on but all of you do Um, that's his plotline this episode that's from the recap too like yeah oh everyone else has stuff happening in their lives and it's like um you could mention how kurt is like doing really well in yada and he was like chosen to sing for that random socialite but i guess chris colfer is feeling (laughs) underappreciated You did. It does really put a new spit on this episode to that know Chris that Culver he wrote, wrote it. it. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. So they're talking at dinner. The only real big highlight, like Rachel is sad because her life is bad because she was a bad person. Okay. Um, but also. Because. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's harp on this for a second. Right. <laughs> Rachel needs to repair her image because she missed a single show. Yes. A funny girl. Yes. The Broadway blogs are going bananas about it. Yeah. And. 
she she skipped this show right. to go to a audition yes. in LA yes. for Song of Solomon because right. Rachel wants to be on TV now. Yes, and also in I, I don't know if you caught this in this episode it, like in this specific scene, but Blaine mentions that Rachel is planning on dumping the show in order to pursue this new TV opportunity. Like, what? And why? I said it before. It would be so much better. Like, the show itself would be better if they examined why Rachel is, like, jumping ship on her lifelong dream to do something else. Why her ambition has suddenly become so prime to her character. That's the only aspect she has. Her ambition has always been prime to her character, right? But like like, not not unexplained ambition. True. Not blind ambition. And the role of Fanny Bryce has been Rachel's lifelong dream. So examine why she's suddenly leaving it all behind she's clearly had a change of heart that needs investigating yeah um and all of her friends are just like oh yeah of course you want to be on tv i mean to be honest she's surrounded herself with a bunch of yes men like yeah like that's her whole life especially blaine yes and i mean kurt to an extent also like we also find out in this episode, Santana's also one of Rachel's new yes men. Um, yeah, well, she's blonde now, too. Yes. Uh, w- the whole scene is set up so that, like, revealing Santana's blonde hair is, like, the first <laughs> big thing, reveal. Big yeah. reveal of the episode, which is, I mean, it's accurate. Santana blonde is. New. important yes for sure um <laughs> rachel's wearing her first white beret of the episode she will wear three different white knitted berets for some reason who, she's who trying to repair berets? her image no one knitted them probably somebody in fucking bangladesh that's who knitted them <laughs> sure um and <laughs> rachel browses broadway buzzard it, instead of having that, like a nice dinner conversation, she just wails about how her life is disintegrating. And Santana's like, oh, well, I can fix this for you because Snix is here to be your publicist. Yes. All you need is a cause. Right. Uh, so that people believe in you. You know, people liked me in high school. I can do this for you, Rachel. Yeah. And Rachel's like, oh, one second. And she... Seems to have caught something over on the other part of the restaurant. She gets up. She goes over to this woman who is rightfully abusing. She's abusing her dog. She's uh, she's forcing her dog into a handbag, which is not a great look. It's a real. I mean, it's dog abuse. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Rachel berates her for a solid minute or so, just being like, "How dare you put that dog in a bag?" And the woman's like, oh, well, it's a service dog. And Rachel says, oh, well, I don't think a seeing eye dog can really do its job from inside of a handbag. Yeah, she's very condescending about it. And I think that's mm. really part of my issue with it. Well, like, that's Rachel's entire vibe. Right. No, she's asking the homeless she's person for the $10 back. Yes. I. Yeah. Like. And I think like this this animal rights cause makes sense for Rachel because she is vegan. Well. Or was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah also that's a good point i was gonna say it would also make sense for sam but he's not in this scene no but because he had that big rant about mercedes's faux fur do you remember a few yeah. episodes ago that came out of nowhere yeah 
But no, okay, so she berates this woman, and the woman is like, thanks, PETA, or whatever. Screw off, PETA. And yeah. Rachel goes back to sit with everyone, and she, like, has this moment of realization where she's like, I found my cause. Well, my favorite part is she sits down with that air of, like, being like... <laughs> so rude like like as in like we're gonna talk loudly about how terrible that woman is right here so she can hear us <laughs> i sort of love that though i mean if you're abusing your dog in public you do deserve to be yelled sure. at yeah um because you know you shouldn't abuse yeah, your dog rachel though By yeah rachel? <laughs> rachel is a lot yeah um but yeah so like you're saying she has this moment of epiphany where she's but like this this moment of epiphany is indicative that rachel like just does this. Does this. Yeah, just exactly. goes up to people and like yells at them yeah. in restaurants for Which, abusing okay, their dogs. Is not surprising. Yeah. That literally makes perfect sense with everything I've totally. seen from Rachel. Nothing <laughs> new. <laughs> she's an old dog, not a new trick. No. Uh and yeah, she goes back, she she's found her cause. Yeah. The next scene is in the spotlight diner. Yes. Kurt is working there. Yep. Cause he He has things to do. He works there. <laughs> And uh, Maggie, what's her last Banks? name? Banks. Banks. Maggie Banks arrives yeah. with a uh, playbill. It's not playbill. It's a poster. Yeah. It's a poster for a show that is happening at her retirement facility yeah. called Peter Pan. Well, it's Pe- they're, doing Peter, <laughs> they're Pan. doing Peter Pan. It's called Peter Pan, but it's because they're doing Peter Pan. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Maggie is like, tell your boss to hang this up or I'll accuse him of elder abuse. <laughs> <laughs> Maggie like, is hands down the best character in this, in this episode. I, th- like, I think there are parts of her character that are written poorly, but the actress fucking kills it. Yes. She is yeah, so great. magnetic on screen. Definitely yeah. the most likable. Well, it's just, I remember when I watched the first time, I realized that I had seen this this actress before mm-hmm. and i'm pretty sure she plays like an evil like old woman in something else which makes that which really explains why i think that she might be nefarious throughout this whole episode believe me i still love her but like anyway let's see it's june squib yeah. is her name oh she was in nebraska did you see her in that i don't think so um that's when she got oscar and golden globe at nominations nice um she was in um in a in inhaling out really loudly in the microphone that's what she was in yeah good um she was in ralph breaks the internet i mean honestly disney has taught me that old women can't be trusted so like that might be part of it but i don't feel that way in the slightest if anything i trust old women the most yeah. Um. Anyway, so it's great because she arrives. She's quippy, which you know, not always the best thing, but the actress is amazing. Um. So then we cut to she. Well, she also calls Kurt the saddest doughboy and continues to call him Pillsbury yeah. throughout the episode, which is sort of cute because Kurt yeah. is a sad dough man. Yes. And um, we fl- as, as soon as Maggie's like, what's going on, Pillsbury? Why you look so sad? We just flash to Kurt, like, unloading his entire life yes. and all of his problems onto her yeah. in one of the booths at the Starlight uh, Spotlight Diner. Yeah. Because I guess Kurt... Doesn't work. Doesn't have to do his job. <laughs> um, and... Uh, she's just like, mm-hmm, yeah, you do seem to have problems. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the best part, he's whining about how, like, none of his friends pay attention to him. Yeah. And then she's like, 
that is really sad. Which it's <laughs> nice to have someone not texting through our whole conversation. Which no, that's a that's might, what Kurt you, says. Yeah, you might think that was Maggie's line because it sounds so anti-technology and old person. No, it was Kurt. But no, it was Kurt. It was Kurt who said that. And then Maggie's like, "Oh, I get that. Most of my friends can't hear," which is funny. Yeah, like, Maggie is d- tells the best jokes. Um, and two hunky nurses come to. Well, we did skip the reveal. Maggie Banks reveals who she is to Kurt, and Kurt recognizes her because she's an old Broadway star. Oh, yeah, because she was... I skipped over this because I think it's the fucking cheapest, worst joke of the episode, (laughs) and I partly hate it because Sam loves it so much. It's just... Mostly, I love the tagline that they made for it. She was was in Helen Keller, the musical. She can't see her (laughs) here, but she has a voice of gold, which is just like, what the fuck? Like... I yeah. think, I don't think this show deserves to make to, Helen, to Keller, make Helen jokes. Keller jokes because it's so ableist. That's fair. Uh, um, yeah. And Maggie, while she's being ushered out by her hunky nurses, she does say some funny stuff. She's like, oh, you found me, boys. Yeah. <laughs> Can I drive home this time? <laughs> like that kind of stuff. She uh, turns to Kurt and says... Uh, come visit me at the come, old folks come home. Come visit me at the old folks home. Come see rehearsal. Come see my show because it doesn't no one else seem will. like you have any plans. So that's the best part. You're right. <laughs> you, you don't really have anything better to do. Well, you obviously don't have any plans. So you sat here and talked at an old woman for like 20 minutes. Whatever. He <laughs> Kurt sucks. Kurt like, does suck. Oh, you found a woman to do emotional labor for you. Oh, Yay. God. Okay. least favorite thing we go to a quote-unquote shelter in the next scene let's yeah. describe it from the ground up so we're on a black uh like asphalt yes top yeah and there are chain link fences surrounding it there seems to be some sort of amorphous building yeah there, there, there definitely is a building here but everything seems to be outside they have yeah. a ton of kennels that are like really like bad image like just like cages essentially that all these dogs are in it sort of looks like um the cages that these dog actors could have been ferried to the set in yes yeah or like like i mean not to get too blue but like it looks like like you know a meat industry style of cages uh, it does a little bit um and uh there are like hubcaps. Yeah, yeah, on the chain link fences, there are a bunch of like hubcaps mounted. And yeah. there's also like a construction site next door. Yeah. In well one of the close ups, you can <laughs> see like just a random construction yes. man extra. Yes. Who's like taking off his hard hat. Yeah. Um, there's also like a small patch of fake grass that's like next to all these cages. And then everything's just covered in garbage. Yeah. So yes. that's where we're at. Yes. It's not a shelter. It's no. like an empty plot. I was watching this with Devin yesterday and they pointed this out. There's like risers yes. in the back. So, so like clearly this was just some empty set where they're right. like, oh, well, we can put the dog cages here. Right. Oh, wait, let's just film it here. Yeah. Um, I Perfect. Mean, to be fair... They did spend too much time here, I think, because the vet mm-hmm. is like, oh, you know, we, we take them out for walks twice a day. We let them have some free time. Um, but really, they try to like play it off that like everything is really dark. And if these dogs don't get adopted in the next well, day, they're going to die. There is like implication that these dogs are being euthanized yeah. every day. Right. Um, which 
does it make sense? Because that's not <laughs> how shelters work. No. And implying that it is is like not productive. No, but Maggie, you'll remember this isn't a shelter. This is something else. Um, uh, I also have a question. So we have a, a variety of these nineteen-year-olds here. We have yeah. Rachel, Artie, Sam, Mercedes. I think that might be it, actually, because Kurt and Blaine aren't here. What about Santana? Santana's, Santana's not, not here, here either. either. Yeah, it's just those four. I think there might be one more there, but whatever. Yeah. Um, how are... Th- they're all busy. They all live in New York. They right. all uh, most likely live on other sides of town. How are they able to meet up at these random locations? Well, I mean... So Rachel obviously is doing nothing. Um, Which doesn't make any fucking sense. She should be in rehearsal like well, I mean, uh, multiple maybe, times a week. Maybe she has she's a not, show every fucking night. Maybe she's not welcome at rehearsal anymore. Um, she's the main character. <laughs> but um, they can't rehearse without her. Someone mentions later that Sam's schedule is like super whack and just like he's gone the, randomly. Yeah, like, like Mercedes mentioned him having like a 20 hour shoot yeah which um so i guess his schedule is just really weird mercedes obviously we've seen in the past few episodes she records sometimes <laughs> um but that's fine like that's her job uh Artie goes to school but as you are now aware that doesn't mean anything when you're going to like <laughs> a fartsy artsy school whatever when i did art school i no, i mean i mean your grad friend <laughs> Also, fuck you. <laughs> I'm kidding. Your art program is actually like I super high class. I also haven't started. <laughs> School hasn't started yet. Sam is just criticizing how I've been laying around all day, which is true. I haven't left the house. and But it's because school starts on the 30th and it's the no, 15th. It's, it's fine. I'm just saying Artie's schedule is probably pretty clean. Well, it shouldn't be. He, he doesn't go to t- class anyway. He should be taking as probably, many classes as possible. He probably counts this as like extracurriculars or something because later he's filming someone Ew. like just doing shit. Ew. And I get that we're supposed to just suspend our disbelief. It's like, oh, of course they're together. They're the <laughs> characters of the show. But it's just so stupid yeah and sam sadie's stands next to a cage and sam is like oh look we need to get this dog i've connected with him and mercedes is like no you can't even take care of yourself yes no yeah mercedes outright tells him no which is important hard boundary (laughs) yeah um and then uh all the dogs start barking and and the the vet is like oh well you know usually i just funnel music through the pa system it's like what PA system? Well, it's apparently busted. it's broken. Yeah, maybe that's what the construction guys are working on. Mm. <laughs> and Sam is like, "Oh well, perfect. I just watched the biopic of John Mayer, and he said that you need to have your guitar with you eighty percent of the time. So I have it." And yes. he goes over to a place where the place where he stashes guitar case on the other side of the cages. I guess. Yep. He pulls out his guitar. And they sing All Melt With You, which is the first love song to dogs of yes. the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he and Rachel are the primary singers. Mercedes also has some pretty highlighted vocal bits. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're singing them to dogs. Yep. Which And there are like caretakers, shelter yes. caretakers just sort of dancing around. Yes. Um, and then, yeah. I mean, all the extra instrumentation comes in sam doesn't even have his guitar for most of the song <laughs> right and also um they let all the dogs out during this moment 
<laughs> why, did, <laughs> why didn't they sing the Baja Men? Right? Why? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so, yeah, it's so weird. And, like, it's not badly done. It's just. I disagree. Weird. I think it's really badly done. And I think. I feel like the singing is fine. I think the song choice is terrible. I mean, I'm not going to disagree with you. I'm just saying that, like. Making love to you was never second best is never <laughs> something you should say to a dog. <laughs> So one of the people I was watching this with last night, um, they were like, yeah, you know, it's it's always like gay fear, like fear mongering about gay agenda to be like, oh, well, gay marriage is just one step away from marrying your dog. And yep. then Glee is right here with yeah, it, it, their love song to dogs. It, do- it, yeah. it doesn't like reek of bestiality but no, it but has a certain sw- I mean it, it's the same thing that we've had time and time again where whenever Glee like tries to like do things it fe- especially when they actually try to tackle real issues it definitely feels like Glee tries to play both sides sometimes to be like oh sure. maybe the right wings are right that like <laughs> it's really <laughs> bad maybe they're right that, that people are going to want to marry, marry their, their dogs. dogs yeah I mean I just I mean I feel like we've had discussions before where like Glee has like kind of implicit or like like not explicitly but like kind of implied some things that like the right wing might like you remember yeah. when they did the bathroom thing totally where they were like oh the great bathroom the riot, so. riot. <laughs> yeah like, <laughs> it's just i feel like glee because it's on fox they were like oh we have to pretend like we care about the right wing people f- i really don't think it's a fox issue i think it is a miscalculation yeah about their audience. About their about their audience. About how stories should be told. Sure. Lots yeah. of things. Yeah. Uh, we go back to the loft. Yes. For the next scene, where we see Snick's big plan. Yes. Santana lays out the, her entire plan. She's wearing an amazing yellow dress. She yes. looks so fucking good. She tells Rachel that there's going to be a photo opportunity. She's gotten her a fancy designer dress to wear to it. Yep. It'll be free. She just needs to get photographed wearing it. Yep. And that they're going to start a charity for dogs called Broadway Bitches. Which we do see the like Photoshop that someone is putting together for this. And it is bad. not great. Bad well, name, bad design, Rachel's bad everything. Rachel's the one putting it together. Yeah. Uh, we see her Photoshopping it at one point. Maybe she should have stayed at Niata longer. <laughs> and Santana. So Kurt comes in yeah. and Santana tells Kurt that they're going to be performing at this big gala event for Broadway bitches. Santana, Rachel, and Mercedes will perform together. And Kurt's like, oh, I would love to perform with you guys. I've been really looking for opportunities outside of school. And Santana's like, yeah, that's just not going to happen, kiddo. You know, I (laughs) think if you were to perform, you would just, you're just so good. You would take all the attention away from Rachel and she really needs to repair her image. Which Kurt takes this as like the hardest brush off. Yeah. He's like, "Well, I, like, I never." And he like storms. I out. just expect my friends to support me. And he grabs his jacket and like flips it uh, yeah. over his shoulder as he um, storms out. Yeah. Which, um, on watching it, I was like, I didn't feel like Santeo was actually being as condescending as she normally is. No. And she's got a point. Yeah, like, she's got a point. Like <laughs> Kurt would pull attention away yeah. from Rachel which um Rachel would hate right and would go against the whole plan here she and is being Rachel's PR agent like yeah, yeah. and Santana seems very invested in that <laughs> <Yes>. role <laughs> yeah i mean 
I mean, as far as we know, Brittany died in on Lesbos um, on that cruise ship accident <laughs> that we talked about because where is she? Who knows? Where, where is she? Um, and Santana's trying to, you know, make the world a better place for someone. Um, Fill the void. Yeah. But so um, then we move back to the, Kurt storms out and goes to the old folks home yes. to see Maggie. Where we see the rehearsal happening. Yes. Their set is actually really cool. Yeah. It, well, um, their single set is... They have some painted trees later to... <laughs> to put in front of the bed. To imply a forest. <laughs> uh, so there's, it's like a classic sort of Peter Pan, like the bedroom, bedroom the yeah. bedroom set where Peter flies in through the window. It looks a lot like the Broadway set. Not, I haven't seen it sure. on Broadway. I've seen, you right. know... Pictures, yeah. Pictures and things like that. So I was like, I wonder if they just... Stole it, just it. like, boop. Uh, because it's the best set of the episode. <laughs> and, uh, it, you know, this old folks home did sort of look like the Niata classroom <laughs> with some tables in it. Um, oh. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Kurt arrives and Maggie's excited to see him. They're mid-rehearsal. Maggie stops to be like, oh, come sit over here. And then we get to Peter Pan's queue and... They're like, Debbie, you're supposed to take your put your hearing in, aids in for it. And then the window opens and a dead body flies in, <laughs> which the, is horrible. The bit where like the the feet hit the <laughs> the windowsill. Yeah, it's really bad. Um, I think that might be the f- one of the funniest jokes in the episode. It, I know it it's really like dark is. as fuck, <laughs> but like it's legitimately funny. It's though. funny. Like, and um, well, the best part Maggie, is really, resp- yeah, Maggie yeah. responds with, oh, "Debbie was always so selfish." That's yeah, that is my favorite thing <laughs> is that Maggie calls Debbie the person who died and is hanging in the harness. Selfish. So selfish. She's always been so selfish. It's just like her to go and die during rehearsal. And Debbie was the only elderly person with strong enough hips to <laughs> to wear the wear harness. the harness. You know what? Chris Colford did write this episode. Of course. <laughs> Just like... Yeah. He had to engineer a way for him to get into this old folks... Room. Listen, I said it to Sam earlier, but like, of course Kurt's gonna be Peter Pan. Yes. Like, as soon as Peter Pan comes up in the episode, it's like, oh, well, Kurt's gonna be Peter Pan. Right. Because you look at him and like, he, he is, is Peter a Pan. forever young elfin boy. Right, exactly. Um, yeah, and essentially, so this... They, they have a long-ass conversation. Where Maggie, like, emotionally milks Kurt to, like, try to get him to do it, which, of course, he was going to Well, already. he was going to anyway. They but have a conversation that's not... There's no fucking point, and the no. dialogue is so shitty, <laughs> and you're just like, can we get to the point where Kurt is singing for these old people? Yeah. Fuck. Well, yeah, because an old man takes Kurt's seat by just sitting in it, and Kurt's like, oh, I'm, oops. And then the old man is like, well, we have standards. You have to audition for us. Um, and so then Kurt sing, Kurt's like, oh, I always have sheet music, which honestly he does go to Niata. Yeah. is pretty in character. It's no new tricks again. <laughs> yeah. He sings memory. Memory from cats. And there's lo- there's some really strange artistic choices. Yes. Um, with the camera work where we so we've seen this bulletin board already with all the headshots of Mm -hmm. these elderly actors around the poster for the show but but it's their headshots from them being young like and well for some of them for most of them for the ones we're seeing yeah yeah 
Oh, by, by the way, Billy Day, Billy D. Williams is in this episode. Yes. Lando fucking Calrissian. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's is on just Glee. a cameo. It's fun. Um. So we get a long pull, a long, a long sustained shot where the camera goes sort of swooping down through the hallway and then back up into Mackie's headshot. Well, closer and closer and closer until it fades into current Maggie's face yes. where the camera starts pulling out yeah. from you, her face. You did skip the one piece that w- I feel is very important in this, which is that it has the big wide shot first to show us that someone is that taking, they're taking down, down Debbie's, Debbie's headshot. <laughs> I, I thought that part was better. Yeah. Um, and so this happens a few more times in the number. Well, okay, but kind of. Kind of. <laughs> yes, exactly. So <laughs> the next time they try to do this is when so Lando is like making bedroom eyes at yes. at Chris Culver while he sings his song. I mean that is sort of Billy D. Williams face, but sure. what can you do? So it it just the camera closes in on Billy D. Williams' face. His current face. His current face, like the old man. Yeah, and then it like face. fizzles into... And, and yeah, a fade into his headshot when the yeah. camera pulls out from the headshot. So sort of an opposite thing yes. that they did with Maggie. And then finally, for the rule of three, they... They one of the other old people. Yeah, they zoom into, into his headshot and zoom out on his face. Yes. <sighs> <laughs> Just the the big thing is that honestly, like he's Curtis singing memory during yeah. this. So it seems like the implication is that they're talking about how all these old people are Have like memories. remembering their old life like being young or something. But like it's not very well handled. Also, all of them end up singing with Kurt. Yeah. Um it's just weird. It's so weird and like doesn't really fit and it's like why are we here it just here? feels like, so devoid yeah. of meaning like a stylistic choice with no actual pertinence to the story which i mean to be fair in the past we've been happy about that because it is the most adventurous thing this show does in terms of like editing and like trying to add anything <laughs> to the show i guess but this is just like I think part of the problem is just this episode is already so bad that, like, nothing can save it. And, like, this doesn't work. Like, this just doesn't make sense. And it's weird. And it's people we don't know or care about. And it's like, what what are you doing besides making a single? They are doing nothing. (laughs) Nothing. It is artistically devoid of meaning. Right. The next scene is in Mercedes' Mercedes Apartment. apartment. Yes. That it's trashed. Yep. By the way, we get a swooping camera shot to see how trashed it is. Well, we start with Artie and uh, Sam's sh- like sh- shot showing them playing Halo, and then it swoops out to show that the apartment is like very dirty. All of these camera shots just made me so nauseous the first time I watched it. It didn't. I mean, I was high, so that didn't help. But like, right. it. No, it's it's. It's, I mean, it's bad. typical Glee is the thing. They've never really gotten better about having terrible, like, it, we've joked about it before, but, like, you do have to kind of be this tall to ride Glee. Yeah. Because, like, you'll get sick. You really do. You cannot have vertigo. <laughs> no. You cannot, you, you no. cannot have any sort of inner ear problem. No. It will not work out for you. Right. Um, but, yeah, so we're in Mercedes' apartment. It's trash because we find out that Sam has adopted a dog. He's called, he's named McConaughey because. He sucks. He, yeah, I guess. Um, and uh, Artie is like, 
you fucked up, but I'm kind of like... I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> to play video games. Yeah. And Mercedes comes in and is like, what the fuck? The fuck? Yeah. My apartment is all messed up. My yep. fawawa has been destroyed. Yes. What is going on? And Sam is like, oh, well, I got this dog because you said we could get one. And she said, she's like, no, I did not. <laughs> I explicitly said the opposite of that. And then Sam, and she's like, you can't take care of a dog. No. We have a bunch of dead Chia pets in the kitchen. <laughs> you don't even have to do anything with Chia pets. <laughs> no. And Sam then compares Artie to a pet. Yes. By being like, oh, well, I take care of Artie, which, which is one, not true. And two, don't compare your disabled friend to a pet. <laughs> Which, to, to their credit, Artie is like, the fuck did you just say? <laughs> they don't harp on how horrible it was. No. But, I mean, the thing is, Artie is in the middle of this fight fight the which f- this fight that is, bubbles up is the shittiest place to be because well, he also can't get down the stairs yeah because they fight about more than just the dog yeah because mercedes like mercedes is like you need to return that dog yeah. we can't have it she goes to put some stuff down and it's like did you pay the gas bill yeah sam says yes yes well no well, uh no already just wanted to play this video game yeah and then and then mercedes is like well did you take out the recycling and no <laughs> already like was gonna take it out when he left <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's not great um but yeah uh, you yeah. mentioned it already is literally trapped in this home <laughs> yes. because there's only stairs up yes. to the door it, it has been a fe- like it's been We've seen it before. We've seen the outside of Mercedes' apartment. It's all stairs. There is a moment it, near the end of the scene where Artie's like, hey, can someone somebody, carry me down the stairs outside, help please? help me down the stairs? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> instead, they <laughs> selfishly um, start fighting. Yes. And well, it's beca- it, it's triggered. So yeah. Mercedes is like, to be fair, at the beginning here, like Mercedes, like she sees that the apartment is kind of wrecked, and she's like, hey, like we'll give it a try. Like... You, you did this against what I said, but, like, we can give it a try. And then we see the busted fawawa. Mm-hmm. And then McConaughey runs down the stairs with a piece of hair in his mouth. And Mercedes loses it. Honestly. Th- Which is shitty. I, I agree with you that it is, like, a, like it, it. It's a racist stereotype. Well, it's also a sexist stereotype. Yeah. Because they're saying, like, oh, she didn't care until, like, her makeup got... <laughs> Ta- like got attacked or whatever but like yeah i i do think that there is merit to be like mercedes was willing to like kind of like give it a chance but then Which like sucks m- also like mercedes shouldn't have to put up with any of sam's bullshit because no. there's so much of it yeah so much he's like so unintentionally racist all the time yes and like embarrasses her in front of her friends in front of her church congregation yeah it sucks yeah and then he's just like i'm learning babe and she's just like okay could you do it faster maybe (laughs) no but yeah i mean it sucks and like the idea that mercedes wouldn't like value herself and see herself as better than sam is ridiculous yeah but i mean like we've harped on it before sam says it does not make sense and like it's just unfortunate but um also i want to mention it's not a racist thing. It's not because she's black and he's white. Interracial couples can happen. They do. <laughs> That's not the problem here. The problem is that Sam sucks. Yeah, like, Sam sucks. And it it's like, yeah, we're not being racist by saying they can't be a couple. 
it's like racist how Sam as a person can't acknowledge that the things he says are harmful right and has n- made no effort to change any of his behavior right it's not it doesn't have to do with their race it has to do with the fact that sam sucks like mercedes yeah. should be with whoever she wants to be with but like sam sucks and like is a drain on her in every single way yeah so, all she does for him is emotional labor she provides a place for him to live which yep. he then subsequently destroys multiple times yeah. and then oh it's this is okay yeah. oh he's i get he's interested in me and he's a man who is somewhat good looking yeah i guess yeah. i have to devote my entire life to him yeah so anyway Get us back on track here. Mercedes right. tells Sam the dog has to go back. The dog must go back. Yeah. Or she threatens to murder him. I think. Yeah. <laughs> she so makes then. she makes a weird reference. Yeah. So um, then we yeah. move to uh, on the street. To the street where Blaine and Artie. So we, we get a we get a shot of Rachel. She is walking like seven dogs. She looks so fucking iconic though. She does. She is like. Emulating Audrey Hepburn yes. with her black dress very, and these very sunglasses. Yes. And she has huge dogs. Yes. <laughs> she has literally at least two or three dogs that are like. They must weigh more than, than her, her. Higher than her weight. Yeah. yeah exactly. Because Leah Michelle is tiny. Yes. She is the tiniest human. And these dogs are huge. Yes. You know, like that. Um, I can't remember what movie it was in, but it was like a movie within a movie where Daniel Radcliffe played a dog walker. No. I can't remember. Uh, here, that. I'm going to look up the meme. Okay. Well, I'll describe. So, the the setup for this scene. So, Blaine and Artie have seated themselves amongst the paparazzi at a newsstand nearby. And they are like, oh, is that Rachel Berry, the star of Funny Girl? I've seen Funny Girl like five times. And all these paparazzi have their cameras and they all get excited and they're all they all run over to take pictures of Rachel. And Rachel has a big speech where she's like, oh, I'm just walking these dogs to like help with Broadway bitches, my new charity for helping to get dogs adopted. And. um, What? <laughs> Maggie that is just that me a long of pause. Daniel Radcliffe <laughs> smoking a cigarette while he walks like seven dogs with like leashes that are attached to his waist. You undercounted one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine, nine dogs. dogs. It's okay. from like um a movie within a movie where he played a character like. I think the movie within the movie is called The Dog Walker. Okay. Oh, it's from Trainwreck. Oh, okay. Uh, Trainwreck, the one of those rom-com movies that came out forever ago. Yeah. Was that the one with... Um, no, we're not getting derailed on this. No. It doesn't matter. So anyway, Rachel is like giving her big speech. Santana arrives in the yellow dress to be like... Yes, and I'm her publicist. Well, what so what happens? Blaine and Artie are like plants close yes. to the paparazzi yeah. so that Blaine can be like, oh my God, is that Rachel Berry, the yes. star of Funny Girl? <laughs> and he runs over there in the least conspicuous outfit possible. He's wearing um, a white cardigan over a white polo and a yes. blue bolo tie. And a bolo, it would be cooler if it was bolo. Bow tie. Blue bow tie. Um, and... Uh, he goes over there and he's like, wow, Rachel, you're walking all these dogs. <laughs> it's very natural. And um, yeah. uh, th- then Santana is like, yes, you are walking dogs. And Rachel says, yes. Did you know that the New York shelters are the most populated of wah, our whole wah, state? Yeah. yeah. 
Oh wow, I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, it's anyway. So yeah, so she goes on the spiel about how she's doing Broadway and then bitches. The dogs, yes, see a random a food. extra. They see a food. They see an extra holding a hot dog, and we get a bunch of close-up shots of these dogs' faces, where I guess cartoonishly. They yes. have smelled the the half hot dog that we can barely see from the shot that it was shown. And they must chase the man with the hot dog. Yes. This is not helping get dogs adopted. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's not a good portrayal of dogs. It's funny because they end up dragging Rachel through, through the, the street. Through the gutter. Yes. <laughs> and Blaine is like following, not helping at all. No. He's like trying to catch them, I guess. But yeah. And there's like one that humps a photographer's leg. Yeah. It's it's not great. It's not a great visual. Um, it the joke of sucks. Rachel being dragged through the street is pretty funny. Yeah. Because she's so little. Like it's yes. plausible that that could well, happen. And there's also, you know, the actual. Wouldn't like, it be better allegory. if there was like a cat or something? They couldn't get a cat with all the dog no. with the dog budget. They right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but no, yeah, I just I love it. She's being dragged through the gutter because, you know, she's a terrible person. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, so then we cut back to the aftermath. The loft. In the loft. And um, Santana is comforting Rachel, calming her down a little bit. She has um like an, a, a cartoonish <laughs> ice pack yes. right on top of her head. I wish she had like a, a visible polyp. Yeah. Where did she hit her head? Like, wouldn't your front be the part that's hurting? Like, she has a headache. She also has to buy the dress, which is, I would give me a headache as well. Yeah, she has to buy the designer dress because it got dragged through the street. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And uh, Kurt goes back to them yes. during this scene. to Well, first, Santana's like, everything's going as planned. Yes. Broadway Bitches is perfect. I sent out a bunch yeah. of Evites. And we've gotten half responded positively. They're all going to come to this gala event. Yeah. And I have like pop like media to do a story on us. Everything is perfect. Yes. And Kurt comes back, comes into Rachel's room through the curtain. And it's like, guys, I just really want to tell you about this show that I'm going to be in as Peter yeah. Pan here's the poster i'm gonna be it's gonna be at this old folks home well no okay you're no he comes in and he's like hey this is the most important thing that has ever happened to me and i need you to to support me in my moment of need i need you to support me (laughs) and they're like well we we have this thing that night like we can't be there because of the gala and kurt's like well it starts at well, Kurt's like, you never support me. Yeah. All I do is break my back cheering you on, and you never support my dreams, I especially the ones with old folks' homes, which I just started, like, yesterday. Well, I think Kurt partly has a point, is that yeah. they, they have remained unsupportive, <laughs> but, like, he shouldn't go back to them. No, and I just, my issue is that, like, the whole premise of this is that he's, like, latched on to this single thing um this like weird performance with this old folks home for a woman that like he in some way just met like yeah like we have no reason to believe that like there's something later where he implies that he and maggie have talked a lot 
and like talked about a lot of things. But, but it I don't seems know like where they've just hung when. out like two times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just um, the two. But yeah, so. And Kurt's like, you treat me like people treat these abandoned dogs. You never want to support me. You put me out on the street. And then, yeah. and then yeah. he storms out for a second time. <laughs> uh, we go to a d- dog training park. There's a park nearby. Sam seems to have set up his own. This like, is another like course. asphalt. Yes. Blacktop. This is honestly maybe the same place that the <laughs> <laughs> the, the shelter, shelter was. was. They just removed all the cages. Yeah. So that we have like some dog aerobic. Yes. Trick thing set up there's like a tube yeah and, and a some stairs yeah. and and a seesaw for a dog to walk across yeah and already just like enables sam being like oh well sam mercedes said we could keep it if i well if no, i train sam, him yeah sam says this already is like what are you doing <laughs> And Sam is like, well, if I train the dog, then Mercedes will have to let me keep the dog, hmm. um, which is not true. And this is dog training in quotes. Like, yeah. they're just doing these obstacle course things, right. this, okay. which is not going to yeah. change a dog's like behavioral behavior. issues. No. Where they're, like, tearing shit up. Right. Unless, like, the only problem this dog had was that it wasn't getting enough exercise. Yeah, which... And I mean, the bigger, so you're talking about how Artie is enabling us. The big reason seems to be that he is filming this, and I assume it's for some school project. No, like, the only reason why Artie had a camera in this scene is that they could do a shitty, like, filter the, yeah, the on filter. one of the camera shots. They did one, like, two, but yeah, there's also the one where they look at women's butts. Yuck. Um, but yeah, so. Disgusting. They, to, to, to supplement the scene, they sing Werewolves of London, um, which is a real waste of the song, to be quite honest, but whatever. Um, and Sam is like teaching the dog to do this obstacle course. I put teaching in quotation marks that the listener can't see, but, um, he, he's like doing it himself to like give the dog an example. The dog is extremely well trained. Something to mention throughout this entire episode. Every dog on this show is actually very well trained. It's either well trained or completely sedated. Right. Um, but so... (laughs) Uh, so then Artie is filming this. We get some weird filtered shots, like they, Maggie mentioned. D- did you mention they're singing? Yes. They're singing Werewolves of London. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. I didn't like it. And it wasn't even, it's not even a good cover. Like, no. Sam's and voice yeah. is not that good. I'm at a point where I don't really want to hear it at all anymore. Um, and Sam does the tricks first. He yes. goes through the tube. He goes up stairs goes across the seesaw and then bam the dog knows how to do it amazing and then we flash to the apartment we're yes. like the dog is cleaning the apartment look at it pick up trash in its little dog mouth yeah well but they also do like they also give it a bath and give them all give all themselves yeah mohawks. they all do like, like bath mohawks and it's yeah. like were you washing your hair with the dog did you just put dog water on your head <laughs> yeah um but i mean it's kind of cute like that but like yeah then they're cleaning the apartment and the dog is like helping them clean and you're just like what the fuck like this is not how dogs work um but again the dog is very well trained but uh yeah so then we go to peter pan rehearsal at the old folks home yeah kurt is really bad on the wires he he can't seem to get a hang of it and he's like oh i'm i'm sure i'll get it y'all and then maggie gets a flower delivery from uh, one of the people who work at this yes. uh, retirement facility, she passes off the flowers and 
Maggie Maggie goes up there and meets the car. She's like, oh, they're from my daughter, Clara. Yeah. How sweet. She's so supportive. And she reads the card and it says, sorry, I can't make it to opening night, mom. I'm going to be at a desk position in Reno. Yeah. And a deposition, but yeah. What did I say? Desk position. Oh, I mean deposition. <laughs> a despotism. <laughs> I'm going to be a despot in Reno. I mean, and well, so yeah. That's what I mean if you're going to Reno. Right. And uh, Maggie's like, wow, you know, she really is so thoughtful. And she takes the flowers somewhere else so that yeah. she's not in the scene anymore. Right. And Kurt's like, wow, I, I bet that really hurt her because she he's like talking to no one. But I guess he's well, talking to them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but the the person who wor- works at this retirement facility is across the fucking room. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Kurt um, says to the open air, wow, that must be really hard for her because I know she loves Clara. All their late night phone calls and their their dinner lunch dates. Day, lun- lunch meetups. Yeah. It, she talks about her all the time. And the person who works at this nursing home retirement facility grossly overshares (laughs) and says oh those flowers aren't from clara maggie sends them to herself all of those are lies maggie sends these to keep up appearances yeah (laughs) and then she just leaves yeah like fuck hippa kurt needed to know this part of the plot yes um yeah it's i should i should note i stole that basically like verbatim line from Devin last night when we sure. were watching the show. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah. It, it's just the other thing. The thing that made me more mad was that like somehow like Kurt and Maggie have had these conversations about how off much off screen. Yeah, and also like I know you don't agree with me, but I I swear this feels so much like a setup from Maggie to be like, oh, let's get Kurt really invested in my like my relationship with my daughter, um, because. As we'll see as this episode unfolds, Kurt becomes very invested in this relationship as well. Yeah. Inappropriately. Yeah. Like, so are you saying that even like the person who worked at the nursing home no, is no. in on it? No, no, I don't think she's in on it. I think So she's just bad at her job. <laughs> yeah, she's just She's just, just bad doing at her elder job. abuse. Yes. Um but Maggie knew that she was bad at her job, so she intentionally seeded <laughs> this plant for <laughs> <laughs> This is way too much. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Chris Colfer didn't think through any of this. <laughs> no. And so we move on to back back to Sam Sadie's for a moment here. Um. Mercedes confronts Sam about how he kept the dog after she told him yeah. that he couldn't have it. She gives him some hard limits here, where yeah. she's like, "You cannot keep this dog. Logistically, we cannot have a dog. Right. It, it because very- our schedules work out so that." It, it just is not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, when I go on tour, when you get even busier. Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, we'll have a pet sitter. And she's like, oh, well, who's going to call the pet sitter? Who's going to pay for the pet sitter? Who's going to make a key for the pet sitter to get into our house? Like, and um, it definitely feels like the parental conversation. It's a little patronizing for yeah. sure. And Sam picks up on that yes. because he's like, you treat me like I'm a boy, not a man. I took care of my whole family when yeah. we were homeless. Yeah. You don't understand. 
yeah. I, I took care of my little brother and sister who still remain nameless. <laughs> yeah. I, I do also, I have a note here that he blames Mercedes and her career for this situation because he's like, well, you're going to go on tour and I'm going to be lonely. I was looking for some companionship. I need a companion for when you are gone. Which <laughs> is, is just funny because he literally called, like he literally was like, oh, I take care of Artie earlier this episode. So like, Okay, but yeah, yeah Sam's like, card. I want to be taken seriously. I'm yeah. not a joke. And Mercedes says, well, I didn't call you one. I never called you a joke. Yeah. And she's like, you need to find, you need a to home re- for this dog. You need to return this dog to the shelter. And that's when Sam is like, oh, well, you know what they do yeah, to return he, he animals. Pulls out the, he pulls out the euthanism card. But he doesn't even say it. No. It's just like every time that they imply that shelters are <laughs> killing animals in this episode, they never say outright, right. we are going to euthanize this animal. Mo- like, <laughs> mostly because, well, the, the vet did was like, was like, that is the worst part of my job, which does give some pretty heavy overtones. But like, you're right. They never say the word euthanize. They never say put I, down. They never. Yeah. I am um, in the past few weeks, maybe the past month or two. I have been an avid consumer of veterinary content on YouTube. OK. Which because it's like, I don't know. Maybe, I think I just get a rush from how so many of these animals lives are so tragic and they turn around by the end of the seven minute video sure like it's like oh this cat is gonna be okay so it's emotional porn (laughs) sure yeah i mean mean, yes yeah um but it is like a sad reality of like caring for animals that the animals die yes yes and that in shelters there is like under limited space limited limited space limited resources that kind that can necessitate yeah like not the grand euthanization of animals but no yeah you know that being a more viable option than actual treatment yeah which sucks of course. Right. And it would have been better if this show wanted to tackle that, that they actually fucking talk about it. But they don't. No. I, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's. But yeah. So what happens here? The the fallout from the scene is that Sam has to find a new home for this dog rather than taking him back to the shelter. Also a bad thing to yes. tell like a viewing audience. Yes. Because if you can't handle a, a, a pet that you got from the shelter, it is best for that pet to, to take it back. Yeah, yeah. They'll find a better home for it. You don't have to do it yourself. They'll That's find a better ridiculous. home than whatever like random, random person yeah. that you're like, oh well, you can take care of well, this animal. We're, we're gonna have to get to that, Maggie. So <laughs> let's move on. We're, we get to ten o'clock, which is Kurt accosting Clara, who is Maggie's daughter, at her job lied to get yeah, in she's a, she's a lawyer yeah. and kurt lied about doing something like a basically a a crime a, a cr- big crime a, a terrorist attack <laughs> to get a meeting with her yes and uh when he comes in she's like li- he's like listen i i didn't do that terrible thing to central park and that's when she buzzes on her phone and calls security yes and kurt's like hear me out so i i'm here to talk to you about your your mother, yes. Maggie, yeah. because she talks about you all the time and she misses you. And we're doing this show at her home called Peter. 
did it again. <laughs> we're doing Peter Pan. <laughs> we're doing a show called Peter Pan. Yes, yes. <laughs> At the nursing home, and you need to come see it. I'm playing Peter. He does mention. Yes. He does make sure to mention that. And um, he he's like, you have to reconcile with your mom. And she says, oh, I have to reconcile with this woman who forgot for, my for, birthday, forgot about my birthdays, forgot about me going to school. Yeah. Uh, didn't come to my high school graduation. Yeah. And, and, and Kurt <laughs> is like, oh, well, you you don't understand. You have limited time. My mom is dead. (laughs) And I'm just sitting over here like, who gave you the fucking right to accost this woman at her workplace to be like, you need to reconcile with your abusive mother because my mom is dead. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. It's mostly, again, the relationship between Kurt and Maggie is not good enough for this. No. And it's never going to be because this is so invasive and unacceptable behavior like this behavior is unacceptable like you can't just go around telling like you can't butt your way into other you can't just emotionally manipulate strangers well except for maggie does um because she emotionally manipulates kurt into doing this for her well yeah i i'm not i'm not saying that her behavior is good either (laughs) yeah but no kurt essentially pulls the dead mom card to be like well maybe you should think about it before you don't have a mom anymore and then like leaves and the woman is just like what the fuck just happened here like i think what she is really thinking is wow security in my building is so bad (laughs) yeah i need to fire my reception they work at a lawyer like she's a lawyer so you would hope that security would be better than this well the bigger issue is that Kurt did say that her assistant told him that he should have, like, an actual issue to have a meeting with her. And it's like, oh, that assistant needs to go. But anyway. We so we go to the, this event yes. that's being held outside of the Spotlight Diner, it yes. seems, uh, where there are a bunch of these dogs all over the street in cages. And Rachel is um, here to make a make an appearance. Yes. <laughs> seem genuine. She is wearing some. Devin noticed this when we were watching. She's wearing like high school e Rachel yes. clothes. Yep. Um, and Devin theorized that it's so Rachel can seem more authentic. Yeah. Like she's like, oh, this is this is how I seem authentic is putting on clothes from high school. And I was like, yeah, I think you have a point. Um, the only problem with that, I under, I think that is Rachel's yeah. thinking. The problem with that is that Rachel was not. No. Yeah. I mean, it's her version of authentic, of course, right. but to everyone else, she seems like a weirdo alien. Yes. Yeah, especially because this is, um, is this the second knitted white beret of the episode or the third? It's the third. Yeah. yeah. Um, But yeah, she's wearing like a reindeer sweater. Like, yeah. it's... Well, it's Argyle, sure. it, but it's like definitely high school Rachel. And, yeah. I, and I'm like, Rachel, don't you realize that people found you more appealing when you were New York hot? <laughs> yeah. Um, That's how you yeah. got the role of Fanny Price. Yeah. Um, and Santana picks out a perfect dog for a, Rachel to take a, a picture with. A three-legged it's dog. It's a three-legged dog, yeah. which they then call a tripod. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Not great. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah. But and so, yeah. a mother... Yeah, so we, we first we cut to Sam Sadie's. Yes. Because Sam is sad about McConaughey or whatever. And then 
and also Artie is there for some reason, but we see from across the way that Rachel is in an argument with this woman because apparently this woman was trying to adopt the three-legged dog and Rachel is like, you can't, this is the dog this I is need. The, this is the dog for my photo op. Right, <laughs> like, which, that's basically which, what she says. Well, and then Santana arrives and you think, oh, okay. Santana Santana's like, going to smooth this over and make sure the dog goes with the lady. Yeah. No. no, no. Santana's like, you need to unhand this dog because it is ours. Give us the tripod. <laughs> and it's just so And the woman wild. Yeah. The woman with her the, her, the son with her is just like, like the, the kid is like uh, we talked about this when we watched the episode. It's gonna be weird now that we watch them together, but like we talked about this is like little ginger kid, and it's like obviously someone's like nephew who like they had to do a favor to put them on TV or, or just something. Like some kid who was on set. Right, exactly. Like, ah, we need a kid for the scene for the mom. Yeah, yeah she needs to have a bring, reason to be bring here. Bring the kid. And this mom rails into Rachel. She's like, I read all the Broadway blogs. Yes. I know what you're trying to do. You are a fraud yes. and everyone will see you for what you truly are. Yes. And then and, she <laughs> and then there's, she's like, she's like, I needed to adopt this dog now. Because well, yeah, because Rachel is like, oh, can't you? W-? This is earlier. Yeah. She's like, oh, can't you wait to adopt this dog until after this photo is over? in like an hour or two and this lady's like i have to catch a bus to long island in 20 minutes yes and then at the end of this rant yes. to rachel about what a fraud she is a bus drives up in the middle of this event and she and her son get on it <laughs> it's just the best part we were literally on this street already it's full of dogs like they have this big adoption event a bus drives up on the street and her son and or just get on the bus and it's like what the is this the bus you needed to get in 20 minutes and the the camera follows them onto the bus really closely so that you can see this woman's tennis shoes because right, yeah because rachel's like oh she was so mean and says oh but look at her shoes <laughs> yeah, very mean girl yeah but so um yeah, it's so weird. It's just such a weird fucking scene. They, um, she's this actress, the mom is so intense. Yes, I mean, to be I fair. read the Broadway blogs. I know what you're doing, Rachel Berry. You yes. will be thwarted. <laughs> I do. I do actually appreciate that quite a lot. Yeah, the issue is they I just do too. Chris could not find a way to end this scene in a way that made any sense. No. And so they picked, get on the bus. They picked the weirdest way to end it, which is there's a bus here. We get on it. Go, go, go. Like anyway. Exactly. Yeah. And we leave the dog, ad- dog adoption event to yeah. go backstage at Peter Pan yes. where Kurt is wearing his Peter Pan outfit. Yeah. It is a camo two piece with a bunch of leaves <laughs> taped onto it. Yes. Um, Blaine is, is taping the rest of the, the final leaf or two yep. onto the costume. Um, and uh, Kurt's like, I'm so glad you could be here. And Blaine says, well, I am missing a dinner with Diane von Furstenberg and but some <laughs> other thing or two. Yeah. And I, I was just struck so many times this episode with how much Blaine sucks. Yeah. Because at the beginning of the episode when Kurt's like, oh, can y'all come to this one thing? Blaine is like, oh, well, I'm busy. I'm I'm getting dinner with June Dalloway or whatever. Right. Blaine fucking sucks. Yeah, he's the worst. And Kurt's like, oh, well, I'm glad you could take time out of your busy schedule to be here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, it just sucks. Especially when Blaine was like so... 
seemingly devoted for multiple episodes yeah. that he's just com- taken a complete right turn <laughs> yeah, to he's ignoring Kurt <laughs> completely. Yeah. Um, I do love in this scene, he gets addressed by and is like, this is the happiest I've ever seen you. And Kurt's like, yeah, I finally have something in my life. Like, it's just like, what the fuck? Exactly. It's, and I'm going to, I'll harp on the rest of it later. Okay. So, Kurt goes and talks to Maggie before the show begins. (laughs) Where he's like, listen, I talked to Clara, but I don't think she's coming. Yeah, and he's like, also, all of my friends suck. So, let's Let's be be each other's family. Yeah. What the fuck is that phrase? It's like, silly, a serial killer creepy. Yes. Like, honestly, it's just so weird. We both seem so alone in this world. Let's be each other's family. Which, okay. Like, this this, this is so stupid. Mm-hmm. But earlier, when Clara, like, when he goes to talk to Clara, she accuses him of, okay, and I'm, I'm going to butcher it, so give me just a second. Okay. But she accuses him of making some kind of Martha Ray Mark Harris thing, which... To be fair, neither of us understand what that means. I looked it up. We Googled it and, and nothing. I, sti- I still am not sure. It, Clara it like makes a, it sound like it's like like, like a, a young man like courting an older woman in order to marry money. her to get her money. Right. Which does w- is what this scene yeah. sounds like. Right. And not maybe not courting specifically romantically, but definitely some sort of like. Yeah wooing of an older woman (laughs) yes which i just think it's so funny that like kurt's like no it's not like it sounds like he's wooing an older woman to keep her in his basement like it's creepy as fuck (laughs) yes it's really bad but she agrees because she's like if you really need that i guess i can do it for you and it's like whoa Okay. Yeah. And after that conversation happens, Kurt calls Rachel to, I guess, guilt her for not coming to his performance because he's like, yeah, I I know your performance is probably about to start at your gala or whatever, but I just want to let you know that I think this is going to be amazing and I really would have liked to have you here. I mean, but he also he also is like, you know, like, I'm really glad that you're in my life. Because yeah. your your antics are so crazy and it's so fun to be around. And Rachel says, "Oh well, I'm gonna have to get off the phone because my best friend is ab- his show is about to begin." Yeah, and then Kurt looks up through the foliage scenery and sees Rachel and Blaine and Sam and Mercedes. Is Mercedes there? I don't think Mercedes don't, is the there. The whole gang Artie is, is here. There. Whatever. Yeah. And Kurt's like, wow, you all came. Yeah. And, and then the performance happens. Yes. I think we should have mentioned in the previous rehearsal, Kurt was like, oh, maybe we should change the music up. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Spruce up Peter Pan. And th- I mean, this is where it's so intensely apparent that Fox didn't have the rights to any yes. of the Peter Pan music. To a show called Peter Pan. <laughs> because... Um, they, so all, the entire cast is on stage. Yes. They're all in costume. Yep. And Kurt flies in yes. on, the, on wires, the wires and they sing Lucky Star by, by Madonna. Madonna. Yeah. 
And I was like, oh, so Kurt loves this and feels like he's found his purpose because he's the center of attention yes. in a Madonna number, which seems to be the only thing he likes. Yeah, he, he like flies <laughs> over the audience also. Like, it's a big tribute to Kurt. Um, To be fair, Maggie does have a pretty big part as well because Clara arrives yeah. and Maggie sings in her face. Yeah. Be like, you are my lucky star. Because of course Clara is here. Because right. of course Kurt's manipulation quote worked. unquote worked. Yeah. And of course this show is like tacitly like implying that you should interfere in other people's relationships. Not, they're like, oh, but see, it worked to m- emotionally yeah. manipulate strangers. Yeah. This this is a thing that people can and should do. <laughs> yeah. Um. So there's also a moment during the song where Kurt, I guess, from Kurt's perspective, is this what we have to assume? Is well, that- okay. So there is a like, there's a shot that's like a GoPro above Chris yes. Colfer's head, and then there's a shot that is from Kurt's perspective, right? Looking at Maggie's face as they spin. Yes, <laughs> which is nauseating, but also. Right after that is yeah. when we get the shots of the old people as children. Um, and there's like sort of like tinkling like yeah. as they turn into babies. <laughs> but like I have to assume that this is supposed to represent like no. I mean I guess so they talked about it. They had a big monologue earlier. Yeah. They're talking about how like oh we chose Peter Pan because we want to prove that we're still young or It was whatever. not a big monologue. It was a single line from one of the old people well, saying we they... wanted to prove to our <laughs> children that we're energetic and young. Yeah. But so I guess that's what this is also trying to do. But it feels like it's like Kurt it feels seeing like it's, them um, as young. It, like it, it. What it feels like to me um, is nothing. Realism. Oh wait, no, it's nothing. It feels like nothing. Yeah. And. <laughs> Yeah, this entire number is just so it it's it feels like a real kick in the nuts yes. because the idea of like a geriatric cast yes. for Peter Pan is sort of interesting it, it, because it's about being forever young. It is funny, honestly. And, and like, it's like a fun idea to see an old ass Peter Pan. Yes. And it, it it's even pretty good with Kurt being Peter Pan too. Sure. And the fact that instead of like actually like doing valuing it. that that yes. like idea and doing a fucking Madonna number where <laughs> Kurt just flips the whole time is he so literally infuriating. Does, he literally does like somersaulty like full arms At out. At least flips. ten in a row. Yeah. No speaking of nauseating, like <laughs> fuck Oh god. It's terrible. It's, it's terrible. terrible. Yeah. And I'm, it's just so artistically devoid of any meaning. Yes. And there are so many different shots and so many different ideas yeah. that just mean nothing. Which, I mean, again, now that we know that Chris Colfer wrote this episode, it makes more sense. And I'm sorry. Can we, should we tweet at Chris Colfer? What did no. it mean when the old people turned into children? <laughs> no, absolutely what, Did not. it mean that Kurt's, that Kurt was Peter Pan and he had magic he and turned he, turned, young. he turned people into children? They actually wanted to live again. They wanted to be young children again. I don't know. Um. So anyway. Oh, yeah. Because Kurt over. was supposed to cure the depression of all the old people at this right, retirement yeah. facility through his... Yeah, Maggie had a big model. That was the other meaningless speech. Maggie was like, oh, this is our only reason to get out of bed. And it's like, whoa, <laughs> that's a lot. But so at the end of this performance, um, 
Maggie and Clara have a little talk, and Maggie tells Clara that she loves her and she's sorry about I all the abuse. I have so many I sorry's to say. Yeah. But mostly, I want to know about your life now. Yeah. Which I I want to make a point. The person who plays Maggie Banks is great. Exactly. That's the thing. Is like. It's just, it sucks because the story is so bad, but the actress is June really Squibb. good. Yeah. Like, June Squibb is amazing. So, And Clara doesn't really say anything. Right. <laughs> this well, entire scene. Um, well, at the there, there is a moment where she's like, I'm really glad I didn't miss this performance. Because Maggie's like, this is the most important performance of my life. And Clara's <laughs> like, I'm really glad I was here to see it. And it's like, what? <laughs> it's, it's just gross. Whatever. Um, yeah. And Kurt is like... Oh, well, we have to go to Rachel's thing at the Spotlight Diner. Come on, everybody. Let's go. No, no, no. no. Kurt's like, I'm just sad that no one else will get to experience these old people's talent. And then Rachel's like, or then someone, one of the old guys walks in and is like, there's a bus outside. Come, Come on. They have a ramp. And he like wheels someone in a wheelchair over there. And then Sam gets up on a chair and is like, very condescendingly is like slowly talking and announces that he is Sam and that old people creep him out. And then Blaine gets up there and it's like, Hey everyone, we have a bus outside. We're going to take you all to the diner. And Rachel, he does say all of this very slowly and clearly. Well, no, Sam says that Blaine Blaine does it normal because Blaine is not offensive. (laughs) Um, But Rachel's like, yeah, everyone, we're going to have you all perform at the diner. And we, magically go to the diner because Peter Pan shepherds us there. Because um, there's no travel time in the Glee universe ever. No, it's worse than Game of Thrones. Um, so, that <laughs> so then we go to the diner um, and... Do you remember in the first season of Game of Thrones when it took an entire season to, to go from to Winterfell King's to King's yeah. Landing? Yeah, I do remember that. Um, <laughs> man, but the show doesn't. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so we go to the diner and the whole cast effectively sings, Take Me Home Tonight. Um, and they... <laughs> so this is the second love song to dogs. Yes. And every character is carrying around a small lap dog yes. in their arms, clearly sedated. Yes. <laughs> There's no one is struggling. All these dogs are very willingly in the arms of people who are screaming in their fucking faces. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Throughout the song, characters pass their dogs to random people in the spotlight diner like this is your okay. dog now yeah okay so when you when i watched it the first time i was like oh okay you know it's an adoption event people are like they're like handing out the dogs and be like oh like you know maybe this one yeah um no Until. because okay so at the near the end sam and mercedes sam mercedes shepherds sam over to this elderly couple carrying mcconaughey and Sam poutily hands McConaughey to them. Yeah. And then they're like, you know, you know, they're holding McConaughey. And then Sam like gives like a, well, I guess that's it. Look. And then like walks away. And you're like, what? Yeah. When Chris caught the end of this episode, he was like, wow, that pouting acting was bad. bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. Because honestly, let's be real. Court Overstreet shat the bed on this episode. <laughs> it's really bad. Um, Yeah. It's just... This so whole episode is terrible. <laughs> it's really, really bad. But yeah, so it implies that all of these people are like, well, because there's also one where like Kurt and uh, June Squibb, Maggie, hand a dog to Clara and yeah. then like, they're like, here you go. Here's your dog now. Yeah, it's 
It's just so weird. It's and they do some normal weird. spotlight diner stuff where yeah, people like on the tables. stand on tables and that sort of thing. Um, Blaine's dog is like the most the most zoned zo- out. Yeah, yeah, very very chill. Um, and then yeah. at the end of the song, um, Blaine solos for most of it, even yeah. though it is Rachel's event, whatever. And we get a prolonged shot of this like random kid, a different random kid from earlier. Yes, and. At the very end of the song, Blaine like does the last note and then hands the dog off to yes. this kid that like there was a prolonged shot of. And it's I mean, what the fuck was that? Well, I yeah, I am <laughs> We close I out the episode yeah. with a uh, an interview happening with <laughs> with Kurt, Rachel, and Santana. Yeah. With I guess the some uh, yeah the media person who was gonna do a story on all this it's like like santana mentioned it earlier but it's a website also is the thing like it's like a blog that is effectively covering this yep and santana uh so first they're like wow rachel this was amazing and rachel was like yeah broadway bitches has really gone off the ground i can only thank my publicist and Santana's like, yes, I am the publicist, and I am amazing. Yes, <laughs> and then and then the reporter's like, well, it's also really cool that you kind of blended old and new Broadway and brought all these people out here from that retirement home. And Rachel's like, well, I can't take credit for that. My my amazing best friend Kurt is was recently in one of their productions, and so that's how like you know we we put this all together. And I wouldn't have been able to do it without them. And, and then the reporter is like. Okay, so my cameraman is going to upload the video he took on his camera onto our website. I'm sure we will get hits. A lot of hits. <laughs> um, and yeah. that's the end. That's the end. I do. I do <laughs> want to make a note before we move on. The woman from before who berated Rachel. Is here. is here and she got and the she tripod got the tri- dog <laughs> she got the, the three-legged and dog her like shitty kid is with her too like yeah. Yeah. I, i'm sorry the kid isn't shitty he's fine well he's not a great actor like just, literally his face yeah. during the scene he is in is just like <laughs> he just fucking stares at the ground the uh one of the friends i was watching this with was like, yeah, they just grabbed a kid off set and told him to look at the ground and not say anything. Yep. It's like, yeah, that's that is accurate. Yes. Correct. Yeah. He is not SAG approved. They did no. not have to pay the actor's wage to this no. kid. Nope. Okay, Maggie. Yeah. Take me to the podcast business. <laughs> I'm a I little dog, and it's not weird that you're singing a love song at me that <laughs> implies that we're gonna have sex. Take me to the podcast business. I'll stop the podcast and do the business with you. Dog. Little dog. Are you ready? But it's a metaphor. And metaphors are important. Gold stars are important. Because gold stars are a metaphor for me being a star. All right. We're in the podcast business now. We're going to start off with some gold stars. Of course. My gold star is going to go to Maggie Banks. Yeah, mine also. There's no competition. Maggie Banks is literally the only good character in this episode. I mean, she did have some bullshit ass dialogue, but she's soldiered soldiered through. (laughs) Yes. You know, there's a bit where um, when they're leaving the retirement facility to go to the spotlight diner, she's like, I never used to believe in second acts. Thanks, Kurt. (laughs) She's like, <laughs> She's like what? you're on Broadway, which 
I, I think it's funny because it implies that Helen Keller the Musical is a single act show. You should not <laughs> laugh at that joke. It's so cheap. It is cheap. It's very cheap. Um, okay. Maggie. Yeah. So we've established Maggie Banks, gold stars all around. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk about best number. Um, so in this episode, we have, uh, give me a second here. Um, we have, I melt with you mm-hmm. to dogs. Um, and then, oh, nothing. Oh, oh, there's memory. Kurt does memory to audition <laughs> for the Peter Pan. Yeah. Um, and then Sam and Artie sing Werewolves of London while they film themselves. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, then they do the Lucky Star performance for the <laughs> in place of Peter Pan music. And then we ended off with Take Me Home Tonight, where we also um, imply that we're going to have sex with dogs. And just handed dogs off to random people. Yeah. Here, This is your dog now. <laughs> Here you go. Yep. Broadway Bitches is real successful because their, mod- their strategy is just to give people dogs. <laughs> yes. Y- you didn't want the dog. They just gave it's it to It's yours you. now. Yeah. Legally. Um, yeah, none of these numbers are good. <laughs> no. They're all bad. <laughs> Honestly, the only one that I can even consider giving to is Lucky Star. Because, like, it's not wonderful, and the the imagery is wild as hell. Yeah. <laughs> and Kurt, Chris Colfer just doing flips is not great. But, like, <laughs> it's at least a, a good song. Like, I... I think I'm gonna choose "I'll Melt with You." <laughs> you want you want to make sweet love to dogs. Well, I Mercedes and Rachel actually sang that one. That's true. No, you know what? "I Melt with You" is maybe the best song in the episode, but it's also really bad. Like, <laughs> it's just there's not a lot of great options yeah, here. Yeah, this episode sucks balls. <laughs> um, let's finish the rest of the podcast business now. Yes. Sam, the last part is the slushy rating. Yes. I'm going to give this episode four slushies out of five. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm also feeling the four out of five. Mostly because we've just railed on it and we just noted that there was not a good song in this episode. Which yeah. does imply that it might... It's close to being a five. A fiver. But... Honestly, I do love the actress who plays Maggie. Yeah, I think Maggie Banks saves the whole episode. <laughs> yeah, and I do... I mean, I don't know. I just, there is something to Rachel, like, trying to salvage her reputation. Yeah. That is funny to yeah, me. Yeah, like, no, I agree that there is, like, some comedic potential yes. that's never really reached. Yeah. I love Snicks as the yes. publicist as yeah. well. Santana's performance is also Because she's good. cutthroat as fuck. Yes. <laughs> and I love it. Well, literally, I feel like you can just sum it up in that scene where... Rachel is arguing with the woman about the dog. Yeah. And you're like, oh, thank God. Santana's coming over to break <laughs> it up and make sure that the woman gets her dog. But no, Santana is like, give us the tripod. And they're just like, whoa, what? <laughs> like, and then it's like, of course she said that. Right. She yes. snicks. <laughs> yes. Which, but it's just like, nothing makes sense. Kurt is playing Peter Pan for an old people's musical. Like, yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Um, also, the woman died. And that actually does make it a little bit better for me. The, the, the death of, of the, the original Peter? Yes. Debbie's death. Debbie's death. 
Um, but yeah, this episode stank really bad. And unfortunately, we only have one more episode in season five. Called the Untitled Rachel Berry Project. Yeah, it's, it's episode 20. And I just don't foresee us going anywhere great with this season. Like, no, it had so much promise. And I mean, there's been no central conflict. No, well, I guess... The main central conflict at this point is that Rachel's ambition is so great that she ruined her, like, dream job. But now she wants more. Like, she wants to be on TV. And I so mean, it's, it's so misguided from, like, the Rachel Berry character. Yes. Like, she was so devoted right. to her dream. And then suddenly when she achieves it, it's like nothing. Right. And I, I talked about this so much in that episode with the um, number where there's, like, a lot of fannies you know and sure she's like feeling yeah. disillusioned or whatever but they need to actually delve into that if they want me to believe that rachel wants to do something else the montage that has like multiple rachels and has lots of fancy editing didn't sell it for it you it didn't sell it for me because it wasn't emotionally resonant <laughs> it didn't it didn't have enough actual content like just implying that Rachel is bored isn't enough for yeah. you. And yeah. the Sam Sadie's plotline has gotten major stale. Right. Because Sam just doesn't listen to Mercedes ever. Yeah. Mercedes brings up so many good points yes. about why they shouldn't have this dog. Yeah. And he finally listens to her while he's like fucking pouting like a child. Yes. When he when earlier, like just a few scenes earlier, he was like, Don't treat me like a kid. Yeah. Like what the fuck? Yeah. It's yeah. all bad. Yes. It's really bad. And the season's only going to end on a sour <laughs> fucking note. I mean, on the plus side, there are literally 13 episodes in season six. So we are honest to God in the actual home stretch, which is kind of yeah. unbelievable. But also, man, it can't come soon enough. Like 14 weeks. <laughs> 14 weeks. 14 I mean, weeks and we'll be done. 16, if you want to count the two end of season episodes. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's just, it's weird. It feels weird. Um, we have been doing this for a few years now, so yeah. it'll be nice to not have to watch Glee. And I think our um, respective partners will be glad to not be shackled to the TV show anymore either. Or the podcast, for that matter. Oh. Um, <laughs> but it's fine. So... Other stuff, you can contact us as always at SNM Hate Glee uh, on Twitter, SNM Hate Glee on an email or at gmail.com for the email. Uh, we have a Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash SNM Hate Glee. Um, we push our donations m- as we always do to the Trans Law Center to try to make up for what Glee did and did not do really. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's all of our stuff. Do you remember when Unique was in the show? Yeah. Do you remember when she played the Virgin Mary? Oh my god! Honestly, <laughs> that Christmas episode is the best episode. Like, I don't want to hear I it anymore. I don't think it's the best episode of Glee. No, but it's definitely like the best Christmas episode. I know you love the one where the, they have the, the black, black and white, and white bullshit Christmas special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With all the original Glebes. I mean, I just, I I love that Santana arrives to play Lady Claus and <laughs> berates children. I, yeah. That episode was anyway. just wild as fuck. <laughs> well, it, but it's non-canonical, so none of it actually happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can tune in next week to yeah. s- catch us talking about the untitled Rachel Berry Project. Yes. The final episode of season five. The week after that, we will have our normal recap episode where we go over the entire season of 
of uh, Glee season five. Yep. We will discuss it. We will enumerate its crimes. Yeah. And honestly, some of the successes, because it does have some banging episodes. Yeah, we've already done some reminiscing. Yeah, but that'll be in two weeks. Um, And yeah, uh, after that, we'll be doing the season six, and then God only knows. Um, But until next week, when we're back with season five, episode 20, the untitled Rachel Berry Project, I've been Sam. And I've been Maggie, and we hate Glee. (laughs) From the top. Ha <laughs> ha